welcome to Swarthmore Presbyterian Church's podcast. This is your host, Alex Evangelista. We are delighted you are here, and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. You are now listening to a sermon recorded for September 26, 2021, titled, Jesus and Some Awkward Questions, by guest preacher, Rev. Dr. Eric Barreto. Good morning, friends. I have so many questions about this text we just read. So many questions. Number one, what is wrong with this guy's friends? Their excuses are so incredibly flimsy. The only worst excuses would be um, I'm washing my hair or the dog ate my invitation. The litany of terrible excuses establishes how ludicrous this scene is. Generosity met with disinterest. Disinterest met with anger. Anger met with hospitality, sort of, I guess. What is wrong with this guy's friends? Number two, what is wrong with this guy? Why does Jesus put a story before us with a master no one likes and an enslaved person who has to do his bidding? Am I okay with a story about a master and a slave? Can such a story be instructive for us today? Number three, did the poor, the blind, the disabled get a chance to say, no, no, I'm good? Were they invited or were they compelled? Did they have a choice in the matter or did a powerful person exercise that power to fill his house and eat the food he made for his other guests? And one more question, why does the NRSV, this translation, still use a word like lame? That is a word I don't use in my everyday conversations about anyone. I think this needs to change. Number four, and I think this last question is perhaps the most important and perhaps the most awkward. The last question is this, am I invited Jesus? You say that none of those who were invited will taste my dinner. None of those who were invited will taste my dinner. Is that me, Jesus? Am I invited, Jesus? Is my invitation still good? Or have I missed it? I have a lot of questions about this text about the story. But that's how parables work, don't they? Parables provoke questions more than they provide answers. They trouble us more than they comfort us. And I think many of us have missed this because we were saturated with parables in Sunday school and in sermons. We have heard these stories so much that we can finish them by rote. The parables don't surprise us anymore because we have heard them a million times. The parables don't shock us because we know how they end. The parables do not alarm us because we assume that their interpretation is simple, moralistic, straightforward. In fact, the parables no longer form us because we have mistaken their awkward questions as simple answers. When Jesus 
first told these parables, these little stories were alarming, shocking, surprising, more than a little bit weird. You see, parables are not simple fables. Parables are not stories with a tidy moral. Parables are not greeting card bromides. Parables have a sharp edge. Parables shock and offend. Parables disrupt. Parables question us. Parables interrogate us. And still, I have a lot of questions about this text. It's a strange little story, especially if I try to force God to play one of the characters in this parable. Too often, our knee-jerk assumption is that God must be the powerful party thrower. But why? Why wouldn't God be found among the poor and the disabled? Moreover, why must God be a character in this allegory at all? What if God is not present in this parable, at least not in this allegorical way? What if God is not in the, in the parable so much as God is hovering above this parable? God is not the party host inviting people. After all, the God of Jesus in Luke does not only invite the wealthy and powerful who can repay God's generosity. Luke's God invites the Pharisee and the sinner, the powerful and the tax collector, the widowed and the wealthy. Moreover, what kind of God has people refuse a divine invitation to an extravagant feast? God, my friends, is nothing like this forlorn party host, this man so desperate to make sure his party is not wasted that he will invite the poor and the disabled if only to fill his home and perhaps even that empty spot in his soul. If I'm honest, I don't see God in this story. I see God exceeding this story, exceeding the truncated hospitality of the parable's protagonist opening up the invite list far beyond the original Rolodex, exploding our assumptions about who belongs at a table topped with sumptuous food and a room characterized by generous hospitality. If a rich man can be forced, forced to be generous, how much more will a God whose very being is generosity be hospitable to us? I have a lot of questions about this text. There's that, that last note of condemnation, a note that concerns me. The master said to the enslaved person, for I tell you, none of those who were invited will taste my dinner. They rejected me, so I will turn to others. They were too busy for me, so I will bring someone else in their place. I will shame them with the company I will keep in my house. Again, that doesn't sound like the God Luke's Jesus proclaims. Such a God does not settle for the least. Luke's God seeks them out. Such a God does not turn to the wealthy first. Luke's God places those who lack closest to all that they will ever need. So what is, what is this parable doing to us? What if this parable is not mere allegory? but an alarming picture of the fragility of the powerful among us. God is not like this master. But if even this master can be compelled to look high and low for guests, then God, 
the God of abundance and grace and love, the God of lost coins and lost sheep and lost siblings, that God will stop at nothing to draw us to a table set for you and for me and for all people. I have a lot of questions about this story. One question I don't have is about God's invitation for you and for me. God searches for us in the wide places, in the narrow places, the near places, and the far places, the bright places and the gloomy places, the happy places and the sad places. God, God searches for you, and God invites you to a bountiful table. God's hands are wide open, and there is one question, there is but one question before us. Will we hear God's invitation? Will we heed it? Or will we be so distracted by the cares of this world that we miss it? Even worse, will we be so enamored with the world as it is rather than the world as it should be? Will we be so seduced by the logics of power echoed from places of privilege? Will we be so lulled by hopelessness and fear that when God invites us, we will find any excuse to avoid the table God has placed before us? But good news, friends, good news. Even if we miss it, the invitation is not rescinded. God is no bitter host. God will not move down to the next person on God's Facebook friends list. God's list has already looked in the wide places and the narrow places, and God is not picky about invitations. No, God is an eternal host, ever inviting, ever loving, ever graceful, ever ready to welcome us back home. The invitation is open. The invitation will never close. God God is looking for you everywhere, in the wide places and in the narrow places. And God's eyes are looking not just for you, but for those to your left and to your right, for those you see and those you don't, for those you expect to see at the Lord's table and those whose presence will cause you to question every bit of theology you have ever held dear. My friends, the invitation is open. The invitation will never close. Accept that invitation and delight in those God has searched for in the wide places and the narrow places. Delight in those God has gathered to your left and to your right. Delight in those God has made your kin. For God's table is expansive and wide. And there's always one more chair. I have so many questions about this text. Here's one more question to take with you. What might it feel like for you and for me in our lives to look to the narrow and wide places, not just when we are rejected, but as the very first move we make? What might that feel like? I think, my friends, I think it would feel like the kingdom. tuning in to this sermon, recorded for September 26, 2021, titled, Jesus and Some Awkward Questions, by Rev. Dr. Eric Barada. We'll see you soon, and may the peace of Christ be with you.